This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash Media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops and Craig WK. And this week, we are bringing you a classic. Absolutely. In many ways. A lot of ways. Um, uh, we're going to show you the world with this game. Um, we're going to open your eyes. This game is shining, shimmering, and splendid yes. all at the same time. It will literally take you wonder by wonder. Because <laughs> it's... It's Aladdin. No, it's, it's Disney's Aladdin. Aladdin. Now, this I'm version... Sorry, I had to do that. This version of Aladdin we're covering today is the Super Nintendo version. And we'll we'll touch on it a little bit, but uh, there is a Sega Genesis version, and it's quite a bit different. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple things I'll, I'll mention of that. But yeah, yes, absolutely. We'll touch on it. Uh, and, I, and that's the one I played the most, was because the... I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Oh. I played the Genesis version growing up, and I think I have the Genesis version. If I, I can't really remember what games I own. Um, but yeah, I play the Genesis the most. Interesting. But, uh, I know yeah. you played this one. This one I I, I played. Uh, I I rented, which I'll I'll get into that story later. Uh, but let's let's talk the basics here. Yeah. So this Aladdin on Super Nintendo uh, was released on November twenty first of nineteen ninety three as a platformer made by Capcom. Right. Yeah. Which follows the nineteen ninety two Disney movie, uh, an adventure of a young man who obtains a magical lamp that grants his wishes. Now, was there a lot of licensed games made by Capcom? Capcom was. They were like kings of the Disney licensed games okay. back then. Capcom did. Uh, like DuckTales 1 and 2, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers 1 and 2, all, you know, all on the Nintendo, Darkwing Duck. On the Super Nintendo, they did the the Magical Quest series starring Mickey Mouse. Yep. They did a Goof Troop, which we'll definitely have to touch on at some point later because Goof Troop is an awesome, awesome game. Uh, and uh, and this one, Aladdin. Uh, Capcom worked wonders. Well, no I mean, intended. the <laughs> these games are all pretty much platformers, so... Why not have Capcom make Capcom make them? With, yeah, you know Mega Man is huge. Absolutely. Uh, although, coincidentally, Goof Troop is not a is platformer. It? No, I it see. Is. I've never played that game. It's a like a puzzle game. Is it? It's we'll get to do it another day. Oh, it's super oh interesting. no, 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 no! I think I I've seen a speed run a lot. Oh, probably. Um, I like, can see that. You like an island? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Never yep. mind. Yeah. So I. Uh, 
So Aladdin, uh, which came out, you know, uh, you know, roughly what about a, a year after the the movie came out, you know, almost. I think they were uh, ninety two. Wasn't this and developed side by side with the movie? It was. I'm sure it was developed side by side. Yeah, but the movie came out first. The movie came yeah. out first. Yeah. So, which nowadays I feel like a lot of the times the licensed games sometimes come out before the movies. I I remember that happening with like it happened a little bit in the ninety or uh, uh, in the two thousands. Yeah, the two thousands, um, like a lot of the comic book movies. Yes, yes, the comic book movies, and because like some of them were like, I, I think I remember like there was like McDonald's or something have like ad placement with them. Or I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Anyways, yeah. So it it's it's nice to see that this was made in production uh, near and around when the movie was released. It's always a little weird when it's like way after the fact, yeah. and it's kind of crummy when it's before, and it's like, well, how did you even? Yeah, like... I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, movie. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's Aladdin. It's Aladdin. So I uh, so though for those unfamiliar with the movie, and I, I'm sure most people have probably seen it, but you never know. It's a Disney film created during the like the renaissance of their animation mo- or animated movies. Yep, you got Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Yeah. Lion um, King. Lion King. Um, oh god, there's probably a ton that I'm missing. Right oh, now. there's quite a few, and I, I, you know, but in any event, yeah, they like the the like the prime. Yeah, early '90s Disney had like a resurgence where they like were on fire. Yeah, it was almost as if it was like the beginning, like when they did uh, Sleeping Beauty and and uh, Cinderella and all that. Snow stuff. White and stuff. Yeah, it's and it's funny because like in the '80s Disney dipped. Their animated movies were good. I really liked them. In fact, about... What is that? That's uh, Pinocchio? No. no. Pinocchio is way is earlier. Yeah. That oh, was way like, earlier? No, Pinocchio, oh. Pinocchio was like in the 60s, I think. What was in the 80s? Then? 80s was The Black Cauldron. Oh, okay. Sword in the Stone? Uh, no, that was way before. Was it? Uh, Dang it. Well, I don't know my Disney movies. It's okay. Uh, it was also The Great Mouse Detective, which is one of my oh, favorites. I love that movie. Right? It was oh, so good. Man. If that movie was more successful, we would have had like a Capcom game Based on that, how great would that have been? Awesome, right? Great Mouse Detective is one of my favorite movies of all time. Anyway, it's probably my favorite Disney movie. Is uh, was Fern Gully Disney? No, uh, Disney did not make Fern Gully. Okay, now, and we're just gonna talk about Disney the whole episode. Um, I'm okay with that. Fox and the Hound. That was after this, right? No, Fox and the Hound was way before. That was also like the. I think that was in the. My God, why do I not know any of these things? 60s, 70s. I believe. I'm I'm not good with probably 70s. I don't know. Either way, apparently I don't know any Disney movies from the 80s. Well, here's something that I think is really telling and and almost beautiful and, a, and almost like a love letter to Disney. Movies that came out in like the 60s. You're like, yeah, that was an 80s movie, right? How how awesome is that for Disney? Yeah, like Dis- they just they're timeless. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's hard to place a date on a lot of their movies because mm-hmm. they were so good. They were so well done, so beautifully animated, mm-hmm. and like so. I mean, you know, it's the like you know, like Pinocchio. It's like, yeah, that was like eighties, right? No, there, there was quite a bit older. Pete's Dragon. Uh, I want to say the seventies. Uh, although that's also partly live action, so I yeah. don't know that one as well. Right. I'm, I'm a cartoon buff. I don't I'm, know live I'm action. I'm just trying to like pull something <laughs> that my brain is holding on to. So dang it. So, anywho, uh, during this like renaissance of animation, uh, Disney came up with the idea of well, not Disney himself; he had already passed away. But the Disney studios, from the grave. <laughs> Walt Disney was back from the grave, <laughs> uh, and so he had this, uh, or the company had the idea of doing a folk uh, a story based on the folk tale of the One Thousand and One Nights 
from like the Middle East. Yeah. Middle Eastern culture. And so it's, you know. Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, so this super popular film, and almost everyone knows it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's great. Like, it's awesome. It's such a well done movie. And you have like voice work like Jonathan Freeman as the Grand Vizier Jafar. Mm-hmm. You have Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, oh, the most amazing. Up- He's so obnoxious. It's so wonderful as Iago the parrot. There's a great documentary about that. Did you know? Oh, really? About his character, Iago? No. Side note, real quick, uh-huh. there's a whole documentary about how this parent had a very autistic child, mm-hmm. and they they wouldn't talk at all, uh-huh. but they would only talk to Iago. Really? And they called, like, they got in touch with Gilbert Gottfried, and he, like, helped the child communicate with, like, the parents, like, really? and it started this, like, nonprofit stuff. Like, yeah, like, it's a, it's a, an amazing documentary about Gilbert Godfrey that you should really, really watch. He does, when he does comedy, he's really crude. Oh, yeah. And he's so obnoxious. You would never think in a million years that he was that great of a guy. Yeah, he's really, really awesome. That's He also great. has a, pos- a podcast out now, too. Really? Yeah, where he, he talks about, like, it talks about old old actors and stuff like that. Interesting. I I mean, I feel like we shouldn't be hyping up other podcasts no, on our own but podcast, but I kind of want to give you, that a listen. You really need to. So, uh, but here's the thing. We all know who stole the show oh, in this movie. Robin, Robin Williams. Williams, of course. Robin Williams as the genie is, it's he's hilarious. His delivery is great. He's so funny. I mean, he's one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, he was so, so solid. And I, uh, I mean, in, in quite a few years ago now, uh, he passed away. I, mm-hmm. uh, but I, uh, uh, weird side note about that. He grew up in Michigan. Yeah. And there's this, at an old job I had, uh, there was this older guy. And when Robin Williams passed away, he started talking and he was like, yeah, he was the nicest guy. And we're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Robin Williams. Yeah. He was this great actor, you know, a you know, real nice guy. He's like, no, I mean, when he was a kid. This guy went to school with him. Oh wow! He didn't like he wasn't buddy buddy with yeah, him. Yeah, but like he, he was knew friends. Him. But yeah, he knew him, and so he he was pretty beaten up when Robin Williams had passed away. And we won't get into the details because it's a little heavy. Yeah. But I. Uh, but yeah, no, it was he was he was pretty beaten up over it. Like Robin Williams was apparently this like He's, the nicest kid. That's what I've heard. He was just super nice as, a, as an adult. But yeah. But yeah, to hear that as a kid is kind of cool. You yeah. Know? You don't really hear that stuff. No. Yeah. So so yeah, he I I don't know exactly in in what area he grew up in Michigan, but. This is, you know, Chops and I are in the Motor City, you know, we're in the Detroit right. area, so it's it's kind of crazy, you know, to hear stuff like that. I mean, and it's and it's kind of kind of bad because like I'm going to bring up like, you know, the way that Disney handled his character and like mm-hmm. there were some negotiation things with him and Disney in regards to using the trademark of Genie. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure you've heard I've heard a little bit, but I do want to give us a refresher here. Yeah, like he so he was awesome as the genie. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of money for Disney. Yeah. And Disney promoted that a lot without, I would say, properly giving credit or, you know, monetary credit to Robin Williams in the right oh. way. So, like, on the Sega Genesis cover, you they had to remove the genie from the cover. Oh. They couldn't have him on there because of disputes with Robin Williams. Um so like there's there's a few couple things mixed up with that in Weird. him, um, which I don't blame him because like the genie was like the character like Aladdin and Jasmine, nah, yeah. like the genie's the main character. Oh, absolutely, so, genie, it's all about the genie. So like I, I could see that being uh, you know 
I would say not necessarily out of character for what we've known about him, but it, it's a little, you know, interesting to hear something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it, it is all business. Yes. Like, you know, a part of you wants to be like, well, why would it matter? Like, why would it, he care about that? But like, it's a job to him, yeah. you know? And I mean, you know, if when you boil, down, boil it all down... Everything in life is about the money, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of sad to say, but, you know, when it, like, if if you feel like you're not being treated right at work or if you feel like you're not being compensated for what you've done, mm-hmm. it's pretty frustrating. So I'm, I'm sure that that's probably what it was like for yeah. him, you know? Man. So the the basic premise, though, that we've mentioned is Aladdin, this this urchin, yes. this poor, poor, poor Street child. Urchin. Street rat. <laughs> That's what they refer to him <laughs> yes, as in the yes, movie. Uh, you know, so this street rat uh, is like conned by this mysterious old man, quote unquote, who turns out to be the grand vizier of the palace, Jafar, who's a giant jerk, of course. And he gets tricked into going into the Cave of Wonders to find this magic lamp. And Jafar, as the old man, is like, yeah, yeah. He's like, take as much treasure you want. He's like, I don't even care. But bring me the lamp. Mm-hmm. And so throughout Aladdin's like antics in this like cave of wonder, he gets the lamp, not much else. And he's just like, whatever, let me clean it up for this old jerk, I guess. And he unleashes the genie. And he gets wishes. And he decides, you know what? I have a crush on the princess. He met her earlier in the movie. He's like, I want to be with the princess. Make her fall in love with me. And Genie's like, whoa, hey, that's real creepy, man. I'm not going to make someone fall in love with you against their will. That's weird, and I don't like it. And Aladdin's like, fine, make me a prince, and I'll try to woo her. Yep. And that's hence the rest of the movie. Yeah. So the the game follows that plot. Yeah. And Pretty close. It, it does a really good job of, of variety for a platformer. Mm-hmm. Um. But maintains like it's a platformer, like, and it sounds like I sound dumb for a second there. But it 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 does enough in there to where there's like backtracking, there's um, auto scrollers, there's uh, specific mechanics involved in the game. Yeah. Um, and then it and it's not just I don't know typical game movie games like mm-hmm. tend to be terrible. Yeah, a lot of licensed games are real, real bad. And this generation of licensed games, though, was like the best. Capcom did. I mean, Capcom is, it did so much good stuff back then. They're one of probably one of the maybe not in these days, but back then were like one of the best, if not the best, third party developers. Right. And like they and Nintendo were buddies. Like you know, Capcom didn't do a whole lot for any other game system out there except mm-hmm. for Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Capcom. Or, uh, and Game Boy. Not sure how I mixed up Capcom and Game Boy, but whatever. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> but it's getting late. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, it, it's it's just crazy that they they did such good work. Mm-hmm. Just so much phenomenal work. Yeah, so the, the soundtrack's really great. The graphics are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, there's a lot of critics who say otherwise about this game. Um, I th- you know, I think a few critics were just didn't like the clunkiness of it and it's a thought the bit. graphics weren't that good. But like I don't know, like I think it looks I don't great. Know, I think it looks good, yeah. It's bright. The like the Super Nintendo version, the colors really pop out. I yes. uh, I mean the sprites are all really big. You know, your character model is, is nice and big. Like you you know, there's a lot of them like uh, uh character put into like the models themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, Abu the the monkey follows you around and he has funny faces like when you're fighting a boss he does the like throws up the fisticuffs and like kind of like swats and swings and stuff and it's you know it's a lot of stuff like that that i think they did a really good job with and uh and it's 
Uh, we'll we'll get a little bit more into you know the the debate between the two versions or well two different games I should say There's later actually three. Oh ho! Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. Yeah. So, but for the Super Nintendo version, I feel like it really kept true to what Aladdin was like in the movie. Like if you look at like the the first song. Uh, where it's Aladdin stealing bread and running away yes. from the guards. It's not like he grabs out a sword and fights them. He dodges around them. He jumps off their heads. He he's agile. He's quick witted, and he's you know uh, parkour. Yeah, he he's he's <laughs> hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. <laughs> he's hardcore parkour. <laughs> and so I uh, so I I feel like in like the second version, like them just throwing a sword on him. It's like. Did did you see the movie? Like he well, picks up a sword a few times in the movie, but like it ain't like he's just like fighting off armies. So, and I read online that they're the creators of the games mm-hmm. each preferred the other's version. Really? And the creator, the dire- developer or director or whatever of the S- Super NES one, um, wished that they could have had the sword in the game. Wow! Really? Um, so it was it was strange to read that. Because, yeah, in in the movie, it's not, he's not a hero. No. Per se. He's not a, 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 like, finesse or he's not trained as a fighter. No. He's an everyman who is just looking for, he's looking to get ahead, but he was all, ends up looking for love, basically, yeah. was what the story is, and looking for a place to be mm-hmm. and be able to treat him right. So... In the yeah, without the sword, and he's using apples to throw at people. He's jumping off their heads, uh-huh. like, like yeah, that that makes the characters seem more like yeah, he's not really a bad guy. He's just got a bad bad circumstance. Yeah, yeah. The the like the second Genesis version, he's got a sword and he just fights everybody. Yeah, and it like yeah, he's it's still cool. Throw apples, but oh yeah, fair enough. But I mean, you know, you have a he's sword, a sword yeah, yeah, at that point. So so I yeah, I I feel like the Capcom version for the Super Nintendo really ca- encapsulated who Aladdin is mm-hmm. as a character. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job with that. And, and um, the, back to the variety of gameplay real quick. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have these platforming uh, types of games or types of stages, and you have some auto-scrollers, but because it's in the world of Aladdin, like, they feel so much cooler. Yeah. So, like, you're swinging on, like, like flag posts. You're jumping out of baskets. You're on a magic carpet. You're going through treasure like if the reason why I like this as a platformer and it's and there's variety to it is because the source material allows for creativity of oh, the yeah. background of whatever how the characters interacting everything. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they they did a really good job with all that. You know, I I really really did enjoy the the game and everything. I uh, you know I I appreciate like in the cave level like when you jump off a stalag uh, <clears throat> stalactite. You know, it like drops to the ground, you know, so like then yeah. at that point you can go back and backtrack like you don't jump, you don't grab the next stalactite, you just jump off the one that's now implanted in the spike pit. You right, know? right. So they, they did a really good job with stuff like that. Uh, now, you had mentioned three games for Aladdin. Yeah. Um. So a, a couple things I want to get into before that. Yeah. There's little like hints in the game of like little nods to things. Do you know that? Like what? So, in the palace dungeon, uh-huh. there's skulls. Throughout the level, there's skulls that have Mickey Mouse ears on them. Like the Mickey Mouse hats. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, I, don't know. I vaguely remember that. In um, in the Sultan's dungeon as well, 
Um, there's also a Sebastian in shackles on the on the wall. Really, <laughs> the Little Mermaid, the crab guy. Yes. Oh, that's hilariously cute. And then in the and in the Genesis version, uh-huh. in the Cave of Wonders, where all the treasure and stuff is. There are Sega Genesis in the background as like in the treasure in, in that gold wah, wah. bronzish colors. Um so That's like there, there's like these funny little nods. But yeah, back to the to the differences. Uh-huh. So Super Nintendo, you have Sega Genesis, yeah. which has just kind of been toted as like the watered down version of the Super Nintendo. The graphics aren't just as good. Mm-hmm. The sound quality isn't really isn't as good. Um then you have and so the Sega Genesis was developed by Virgin. Yep, yep, Virgin. Then you have the Game Gear port for this. It wasn't done by Virgin? So the Game Gear port was programmed by Sims. By who? Sims, S-I-M-S. That was the name of the company. Uh, well, I mean, they've done so many great titles. I like, don't know. Um, I, oh, uh, I should probably look them up, shouldn't I? Um, uh, like, uh, um, uh the, the you know the 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 Sims games Did they do the Sims games I don't no that was know. EA um in fact I'm sure if you search for Sims it's going to bring you up actual the Sims game which is well known Shut it's up. not going to bring you up it's not going to bring up <laughs> I hate the you. actual company because the company's defunct um so yeah so so Sims developed. The uh, Game Boy version of it. Wait, Game Boy or Game I'm sorry, Gear? I'm sorry, Game Gear Game version. Gear. Okay, sorry, all Game, right. Game Gear version. No, it's fine. It. I, I I was getting kind of confused for a second there. And um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it right now. I, I guess we'll look it up as we're going along. But it was just slightly different in the gameplay capabilities, and the graphics were obviously not as good. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that they had a whole third developer. Yeah. Like, it's a terrible idea. You already have two people. And that was common for, for most of those licensed games, was they'd have two game developers making different games for each system, right? That happened a lot, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Capcom was on Nintendo doing licensed games, uh, Virgin, I think, did quite a few licensed games for Sega Genesis, you know? So as far as that goes, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, they, they you know, each, uh, each game system company had their own sort of, like, third-party developers. You know, only, only later did, like, Disney get their own video game studios, and, like, you know, then they didn't need Capcom. Uh, so, yeah, as far as that goes... You know, yeah, I think that was fairly common. Oh, so Sims was soft development innovation multi success. Oh, of course, those guys. It's a Japanese developer. Uh huh. Um, they made. Uh, let's go back in time because uh-huh. uh, these are not in in chronological order. Okay, so for the Sega, they made for the Master System, they made Ninja Gaiden. They made uh, Masters of Darkness, uh, Masters of Combat. So they ported Ninja Gaiden over to the Master System. Yeah, I guess so. Because, I mean... Uh, it was uh, on the Genesis, wasn't it, Ninja Gaiden? Ninja Gaiden was originally oh, on Shinobi. Nintendo. That's yeah, you're thinking Shinobi. Yep. Uh, they did House of the Dead 2. For what system? Dreamcast. Oh. They did Sega Bass Fishing for the Dreamcast. Oh. Uh, um, for Sega CD, they did Vey and... I don't know what this is. Popful male magical fantasy adventure. Oh, and then, of course, popful male magical fantasy adventure. And then for that the, classic for the Game Gear, they did 
the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game for the Game Gear. Ooh. Uh, Buster Fight, Fred Couples Golf, Master of Darkness, and then Tails Sky Patrol. I they they really belted out the classics there, didn't they? Uh, I guess so. I, I guess Tails Sky Patrol. I don't even know what that is. is a that pretty a crummy game? game Gear game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a, a Tails based Sonic game. Yeah, uh, I mean they. Let's see here. How did now? Here's my question: What did was Disney thinking hiring them? Like, I get that you know they they no. want to you know make like you know one for Sega and okay they've got Virgin and you know they want to make one for Super Nintendo okay they've got Capcom yeah but like what possessed them to be like uh, there's the Sims company I I think they're 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 really on the up and up they they did this Tales game on the Game Gear they're really going places like I, I don't know maybe um. Maybe it was Sega's choice. That could be. I'm not um, sure. Because I'm trying to see here. So so you go to put it on Sega, and then you have mm-hmm. Virgin develop the game, right? Isn't that what it is? You go to Sega to develop, have a game developed yeah, for Yeah, I system. guess technically. So maybe Sega chose to have Sims do it because, I mean, at that time, Virgin's making a ton of games. I uh, think. I don't know. I think it's the fact that they paid Virgin a lot of money to make that Aladdin game. Probably. And then they were like, we've got about like $37 left. What are we going to spend it on? Yeah. I don't know, a Game Gear port? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it's just funny to hear like three different versions of this game is out there. Yeah. For, from three different companies. Yep. Three different games, three different companies, three different systems. That's weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't you don't get that very often. I, yeah, the uh, I will say... I. The I feel like the Aladdin games on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis were like at the focal point of like the system war. You mean the Disney games or Aladdin games? The the Aladdin games. <laughs> Aladdin games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so like you know, on the playground, one of the arguments was like, oh, on well. The playground. Well, I mean, it was a long time ago. Sorry, I heard you say on the playground, and I thought of it as like a a phrase, like a a word that you were using. Not literally meaning oh, no. literally. on the playground. Uh, literally on the playground when I was a child, <laughs> I remember yeah. arguing with people because some people would be like, well, the Aladdin of Sega Genesis, he gets a sword and that's way cooler. And then other people would be like, no way, man. Like the Super Nintendo one is so much more fun. And like people would argue about that. And so like when you were arguing the systems, Aladdin came up a lot because it was a different game for each system. Yeah. You know, whereas like, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 on both, you know, okay, they're it was just fairly like similar. A, just like a... a a rating difference, I think. Yeah, there's like, you know, in Mortal Kombat 1, you don't have blood in the Super Nintendo right. version or whatever, you know. Not a lot of differences, though. And, you know, uh, back then, you know, yeah, I was into video game music back then, but, like, I never really stopped to consider the fact that the Super Nintendo had a superior mm-hmm. sound chip, and the Sega Genesis sound chip was good. It just, a lot of developers didn't know what they were doing with it, so right. their soundtracks turned out like garbage. Unlike Moonwalker. Unlike Moonwalker, indeed, that is an amazing soundtrack. Soundtrack, uh, uh, like the Sonic games and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, so there's so many good Sega Genesis soundtracks out there, but only for the people who know what they were doing, right? You know, and a lot of the times, unfortunately, for that system, they you know they didn't know what they were doing. But yeah, that was a big argument for for kids back then. I remember mm-hmm. it was Aladdin. You know, that was a, a you know big part of the fight. I don't remember that. Well, I'm also slightly older than you. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I think we're going to get into some music here, but a couple things I wanted to bring up first yeah. um, is that 
this game is is very much run on the speedrunning community. It's a very popular game to run. Oh, really? Um, currently, the any percent, which means that you can beat the game in any way that, that you don't have to get everything. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Different categories. Um, so if there are like warps, you could take <clears throat> them or whatever. I don't think no, there are no, no. Game. That would be the a warpless category itself. Oh, that's any, dumb thing. Any percent usually ref, uh, refers to collectibles and items. Oh, so I like see. Uh, for a Mega Man game, um, for like Mega Man X, for example, any percent would be you don't have to get all the power ups for Mega Man. Okay, so you can like avoid the, the tank e tanks and heart capsules or whatever, or okay. yeah, any things that are permanent increases suits. like oh, different gotcha. armor suits. But a hundred percent is you have to get all those. You have to get all the heart increases. You have to get all the all that stuff. I gotcha. Um, so for the any percent of this run, the world record is 16 minutes and 11 seconds. What? Yes. 16 minutes? 16 minutes. Like the, they they know the hitboxes, you know, but what's cool is the jumping mechanic, uh-huh. they break it basically to where like, what? How? they know how to like jump off of things in a right way to where like how far a platform is. If you can jump off it at this end, then you'll make it to all the way. Like, like, there's different things that they can do to, to like, manipulate it. The only thing they can't affect is the side-strolling magic carpet ride uh, level. Wah, wah. But, uh, and, and what they do during that, typically, is that they karaoke the song during their speed runs when they do the and, like, uh-huh. awesome games done quick. They'll, they'll have the runners sing it. This year, they didn't do it as much, but last year, they had a duet. They had these two people step up <laughs> and took mics and duetted the song during the magic carpet ride. Okay, that's great. Um, and then the hundred percent run is only seventeen minutes and twenty four seconds. Um, so it's only a slightly bit, a slightly a bit longer. Wow, not um, much longer. So yeah, go online and YouTube and look up these speed runs. They're they're really interesting. Wow. But uh, yeah, there's there, there's this is a very popular game for speedrunners. Well, I'll be danged. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. So the music in this game. Because uh, you you were looking to get into the music at this point, right? If that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always want to talk about okay. video game music. <laughs> so the music here is composed by a trio. You have oh. y- Yuki Iwai, Yuko Takehara, and Setsuo Yamamoto. You know, you might not know their names. Nope, I don't. I think you do, though, Chops. You're lying to me. You do know at least one of these names. Yamamoto? Let's let's go through it. So that's a no. So, EY worked on Demon's Crest for like Super Nintendo, a big Capcom you know game, uh, yeah. which was the Gargoyles Quest Three, basically. Okay. I uh, Takehara worked on Mega Man Six. Oh, okay. Takehara is your uh, champ who did your favorite Mega Man yes, game. Yes. Uh, Yamamoto worked on like Strider Two, which oh, is another okay. Capcom game. All three of them worked on Final Fight 2, Final Fight 3, as well as Mega Man X. Oh. And two of them worked on Mega Man X 2. Nice. They are a solid lineup. Uh, the music it does a great job of capturing the sounds of the movie mm-hmm. without uh, relying too heavily on it. Yeah, it, it uses MIDI tones, real real good MIDI music to to match the, the orchestra, orchestral pieces. So let's go ahead and jump into a few of our favorite songs chops and i actually are are pretty pretty spot on when it comes to our favorites here and we're actually going to play a little bit of the movie soundtrack 
first and then play this uh the game version yeah, just so you you're familiar yeah. you know familiarize yourself with it so let's go ahead and jump on in to aladdin's a friend like me by robin williams playing the genie well alibaba had them 40 thieves sherry's out he had a thousand tails but master you in luck cause of your sleeves you got a brand of magic never fails you got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch. Job you and house. All you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Alonzo, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order. Jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> now if it's your restaurant, and I'm your melody. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir. We pride ourselves on service you're the boss the king the shah say what you wish it's yours true dish about a little more baklava as some of column a try all of column b i'm in the mood to help you dude you ain't never had a friend like me can we just listen to the rest of the soundtrack the whole episode God, I really want to. I just want to watch the movie now. It's it's so good. It's such an awesome movie. And the soundtrack is amazing. And Robin Williams does such a good job. He's so good. Because he also does a few other songs throughout the movie, you know. And uh, so, but here's the thing. They did a pretty dang good job of capturing the sound of the movie. Yeah. And so, right now, we're going to go ahead and play you... Uh, the level called the genie's lamp. Mm-hmm. It's a level where you actually go through like the genie's lamp, and it almost interacts the song itself with all the like crazy stuff going on. Right. But uh, here is uh, the uh, Super Nintendo version of Aladdin's the genie's lamp level. perfect i really really like the uh soundtrack here yeah they uh they did a really good job they did a good job of translating characters in the song of the genies different characters into the the different instruments right yeah like they they did such a splendid job with that and uh yeah so i i you know so you know you might be thinking like okay so they got one of the songs down pretty well mm-hmm. but they there's another song in the movie that's actually using quite a few tracks. We're only going to play the main one, right? Uh, but uh, uh, a whole new world uh, from the movie is played, and I think about three different songs. Uh, the magic carpet level. It's also played in I think the ending, and then like a, a little like jingle before the ending. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure. Okay. But in any event, uh, we're going to go ahead and play a bit of A Whole New World from Aladdin because Chops and I just really both want to listen to it right Who now. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here listening to A Whole New World staring into each other's eyes? Chops, I can show you the world. <laughs> play, okay. play it. I can show you the world Shining, shimmering, splendid Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes Take you wonder by wonder Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new world A new fantastic point of view No one to tell us no Or where to go Or say we're only dreaming A whole new world A dazzling place I never knew Chubbs, I do have a question here for you. Okay. When was the last time you let your heart decide? Um, I think it was like in May when I proposed to my fiance. Why do you gotta do me like that, Chops? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just just uh just deal with it. Alright, I guess um, I don't have a say in the matter. So it's a great song. Uh, I'm going to make a, a, a fun comment after we hear this. Okay, so here is the uh, Magic Carpet Ride level from Aladdin for Super Nintendo. pretty great oh man i really really like that song it's you know it's uh it's i I would say it's probably one of the more beautiful disney songs out there oh yeah it's uh yeah it's a great song i don't know i just like i'm just thinking about the song i am lost for words (laughs) um so what did you want to share with us the and it does less to do with the game but Mm -hmm. with the singer who was aladdin 
Yeah. So in most Disney movies, they have an actor that does the voice and a singer that has that does the singing portion. I don't yeah. know if you knew this. Yeah, yeah. That happens a lot. So the singer of this mm-hmm. uh, actually went on and, and did some different things after he did Aladdin. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I never actually kind of knew it, but I've heard it was really good. It's it's. I feel like it's another one of those cult classic series where like it like it was fairly popular at its time, but yeah. like it's like gets bigger, you know, as time goes by. So he went on to do like three like consecutive episodes, like a story, small storyline in Buffy mm-hmm. the Vampire Slayer that was like during the prom. Like he he's worked on the science fiction show Fringe as a writer. Oh, um, like. He's like moved away from the world of Aladdin, like but, singing and stuff. Well, but he no, he he produces his own singles. He has like done musical podcasts, like things on on podcasts and musical musical portions. He's really? actually very uh, well known in the comedic podcast world. And um, really, he actually uh, when uh, Hong Kong Disney opened, he performed a whole new world at the Hong Kong Disney opening with a canto pop star Joey Young. Really? Um, so like like it, it's just funny cuz uh, you hear the the song and like I don't know, I don't know if re- people really think about what these singers do because I like to think, you know, or I don't like to think, but I, I imagine you know, oh, they're brought in for just the singing portions. Nobody cares about them. They care about the actors who are acting yeah. the role. That's true. I mean, you, you. I mean, they're the the actors are the one billed. They they get credits right at the end of the movie when they talk about the songs. Right, but like this guy, he kind of did his own thing and ran with it. Like he's uh, been in, he sang in all the other stuff. What's this dude's name? His name is um, Brad Kane, Brad and okay. also he was also in Starship Troopers. Wow. Um, he was in the show Crash. He uh, was a few episodes of The Law and Order. Um, Sunday in the Park with George. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, but he provided the singing voice also in Aladdin Activity Center, which is a 1994 Aladdin game, and Disney's Aladdin in Nasira's Revenge. He did the singing for that as well. So um, wow, he's that's... actually done some pretty good stuff for himself. No, that good on him. That's yeah. great because I, you know, like you said, the fear is that it's like, okay, you kind of sound like this character, and you can carry a tune. Come on in, we're gonna have you sing some songs, right? Like, you know? like Robin Williams sang all his parts. Oh yeah, Robin uh, Williams know, was Robin Williams um, the whole way through the movie. Adina Menzel for Frozen um, acted and sang, mm-hmm. right? I, I, think so. I would think so. I don't know for Frozen, sure, but I think that's what it is. Uh, but anyways, but like, yeah, like, but typically for these Disney movies, you had a singer, you had an actor. Yeah, and the actor is usually not a real voice actor. They're no. normally like an actual actor. actor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of what they do. They bring in somebody that's going to catch attention, mm-hmm. which is funny because you would think the role would go better to somebody who was an actual voice actor and well, knew what they were doing. Well, but you know, it's all about hype. Oh, uh, for the record. Uh, Frank Welker uh, is in Aladdin. Uh, he voiced. He's the voice of the cave, right? The cave. He's the voice of Abu, the the monkey. No, and, really. Yep. And he is also the voice of Raja the tiger. <laughs> That's funny. That's as a, funny. it's a different movie, but as a, a funny little side note, uh, apparently, uh, when they were voicing like the lions in Lion King, mm-hmm. uh, they tried to use real lions and they weren't loud enough. Right. They they tried tigers and sometimes that worked, but typically they found the Best roar was Frank Welker with a trash can. <laughs> that's 
That's Frank for you. That's great. He's 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 the best. That's so great. Yeah. So I uh, so yeah the the music though is really solid and uh, even the levels that don't have like you know like, it's just like generic. Yeah, more generic. Arabian it's still good. Yeah. Like it still sounds great. Like it's still a really good soundtrack. The quality's there regardless if they're using the source material or not. Yes, exactly. I uh, so I did want to tell a quick story if uh, you'd like to hear it, chops. I'm gonna pass. Oh well, never mind. But I'll tell you, listeners. You plug your ears, Chaps. Not listening. So I rented Aladdin when I was a kid, and I got really, really far. I got up to Jafar's, the final boss with the Jafar. Sna- the snake form? Where he turns into a snake. Mm-hmm. And I That's died. It's a tough battle. It was pretty, I lost. Yeah. And I was younger, of course, at the time, too. Maybe I'd do a little better Naive, now. Naive, you know. Yeah, you know. And I was really mad. I lost. And my mom was forcing me to take the game back. And I was so mad and so distraught over the fact that I was that close and then just botched it up right at the end. And I never rented it again. Oh, man. I was just like, no, I can't. I was like, I, I just can't do it. And so I haven't, I haven't, I played it a little bit since then. I've, I've touched the game here. But and you there. haven't getting that, gotten that commitment back. You, no. It broke your heart. It broke my heart. It broke your heart. It did. Wow. Well. Craig, I uh, don't cry, but I've brought a lad in here, and I really think that uh, you two should make up. And I'm not ready for really, this. Uh, it, Craig. This is your life. Uh, I've also brought in. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no other game is giving me regrets, but uh, Aladdin has. I've brought in Dragon Quest Seven. I beat Dragon Quest Seven. Yes, the ending, just the ending. Oh, just oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Oh, man. How awkward would it be if I started legitimately crying on the episode? I mean, just cuts to like, it just you and you're just like, oh, God, this is weird. We're ending the episode. I hold you. Thank you, Chops. You're welcome. It means a lot. (laughs) So, yes, you should play Aladdin. It's a really great game. I don't know if, if you are listening to this show and you haven't played it. I don't feel like there's many people out there who who would who have not played it and listening to the show. But it's, if you have a popular one, yeah, you should play it. Absolutely, I we definitely recommend it. We couldn't recommend it enough. I mean, I don't have to say that. I mean, I do though. I'm contractually obligated. Oh yeah, I swear to God, you signed that piece of paper. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get into our uh, retro relapse for this episode. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right. So we played one of my collections. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this was kind of a weird one. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. So uh, a lot of games growing up between my brother and sister and I were games that we could share. Yeah. And something that didn't take up a lot of time. So that's typically puzzle games. And so we played Snood. Yes. For the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance Snood. Yep. It was released in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance, but originally came out on the Mac in 1996. I I guess that doesn't surprise me. It Mm -hmm. has like a very older PC quality to it. It's got those weird emoticon or yeah. like uh, images, you know, icons. Emojis kind of. Kind of emojis, but like it was like the era when like, oh, we can make icons whatever we want, so we're <laughs> going to, and then immediately regret that decision. 
Pretty much. Um, so it's a retheme version of Taito's Puzzle Bobble. Yeah, it's basically a clone of Puzzle Bobble, yep. uh, also known as uh, I think Busta Move, I do, I believe, or I Busta Groove, or Busta Move. Yeah, I think. I don't know. But anyways, so you can get on the Mac. Um, basically, the 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 plot. I guess I don't know. The goal is to connect three or more identical snoods, and then they disappear from the board. And then when you clear the board. You go to the next level. Yeah, the snoods are like the the little emoticons, uh, the yeah. little emojis. They're like, there's like a yellow one with sunglasses. There's like a red angry oh, one. They have names, Craig. Would you like me to go over their names? No. Yes. So there are actually seven regular and four special snoots. Oh God, what are their names? Well, let me get a drink of water first. Oh God, this is gonna be bad. What are their stupid <laughs> names? Oh, he's a choke. <laughs> Thank God. We don't All have right. to hear all. Oh. So the regular snoods are as follows. You have mm-hmm. Jake. Would well, you want to guess what color they are when I say their name? What do you what color do you think a Jake is? Yellow. Nope, it's a blue one. Okay. The the blue one was sad, right? I don't remember their faces. Um here's a good one. Midoraby. <laughs> Midoraby. I don't know, the uh, the gray one. Close, green. Okay. Uh, Mildred. I would have guessed green. I have uh, no idea. Gray. Wow, you're terrible at this. Uh, Spike. E- red? Nope, purple. <sighs> this one's funny. Zod. Zod? Zod. Like... Z-O-D. Like the uh, <laughs> uh, general from yes. Superman? Yes. The villain? Wow, I... Uh, so is General Zod the red one? Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Geji. I mean, what's left? Yellow? Light blue. Oh, <laughs> there was a light blue. And then Sunny is yellow. Um, is yellow huh? So those are the main, <laughs> the main seven regular ones. Couldn't they have had an orange one? I mean, there is light blue and light blue, like, but they didn't use orange. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. And then uh, you had your four special ones. There was Numskull, which is shaped like a human skull. And, oh, I did see that. Um, it's never launched into the play, meaning it, it can't be it, like, joined you. with, yeah. And then the other three, which can be launched from, so like you have like a launcher at the bottom of the screen and you're shooting up. Um, you have Stone, which is a round and gray one. Uh, okay. It always Go knocks out the snood adjacent to it. Uh-huh. A uh, wild card, which cycles through all of them. It can be used in any place. Okay. And then you have row builder, which is the diamond-shaped one, which fills one row horizontally with regular snoods. Huh. So in the uh, main game, you can control how frequently you get specials in there, like as settings. Oh, okay. But yeah, th- this is this is like, oh, yeah, it says right here, it's like bust a move. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I didn't think I was crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fun little puzzle game. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's like Chops had said, there's basically like a launcher at the bottom of the screen and all these like weird little faces in this case, uh, up at the top of the screen. And like some of them are bunched together and you need to, you know, make sure that there's what, like three or four of the same type. Three, three. Yeah. Three of the same type. You launch them into them and then they like explode and vanish. Yep. You clear the screen and you've beaten that level. Now. Stage, whatever. Before you. Tell me what you would rate this. Let me mm-hmm. read a few awards and recognition that this game received. Awards and recognition. Let me get another drink of water for this. Uh, all right, tell me about snoods. All right, it, would it would it make you feel better if I told you Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, uh-huh. lists this as one of his favorite games? 
It means nothing to me. All right, well, how about this? How about the Jupiter Media Metrics in 2001 found that Snood was the ninth most played game with over 1.5 million unique users. It means less <laughs> than nothing. It's it's most notable, noticeable, or notable, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, because it's ranked on there uh, as with uh, Windows Solitaire as like the top one, which I guess in 2001 had 46.7 million people playing it. Wow. Hmm. I, uh... Oh, here's the thing. Snood is a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I'm not done if you want me to keep going. I kind of don't. Okay. Um, it also received the 2004 Shareware Industry Award for Best Game Such Action Arcade in uh, July. Uh-huh. And it was also, this is interesting. Yeah. At the Ronald McDonald House in Stanford University, the staff would use the game as a tool uh-huh. to tr- teach seriously ill children who um, have been going like under uh, chemotherapy, bone marrow transplants, dialysis as like a way yeah. to like help them. Okay, that's pretty cool. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty great. Okay, that's that's I like that. That's and, neat. And then in 2009, it was one of the top 10 things on the web that, to make you happy. By the huh. Daily News, it was reported. It's huh. just weird. That's... It's these weird, I, like, I don't know. It's funny to see these games. That like, eh, it's a puzzle game. It looks and like it's a... these weird things that tied to it. Yeah, it looks like a shovelware <laughs> Oh, it definitely game. is a shovelware game. Because it was on the Mac. Like, it was on the Windows. It was, it was solitaire, basically, for the Game Boy Advance. Here's the thing, though. The game itself, I mean, the mechanics are, you know, ripped from Taito's puzzle yeah. bobble. Bust you know, a move. Or bust a move. Bust a move, puzzle bobble, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, so I mean, it's it's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know, like I it's, it's been done. Yeah, it had been done. So it's weird that it's like, oh, Snood, you saved all the sick children, and like <laughs> Puzzle Bobble and like Bust the Move are off to the side. Like, yo, we were here first. Well, I think maybe because it was so portable, it was accessible. Yeah, you know? I mean, because you know, if it's on a computer, any computer in the facility can do it, and if you're even you know need it portable. It's on the GBA. Yep. So yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I get that. Uh, so would you like to hear my... Yes. Okay. I have no more facts to give you. I would say it is a 5 out of 8 on the 8-bit scale. Oh, okay. I'd say it's an above-average puzzle game. I would say that I would actually score it higher if not for the really crummy aesthetics. Mm-hmm. It, like in, you know, in Bust a Move and Puzzle Bobble, whatever, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's like bubbles and they're colorful and stuff. In this, it's like colorful, but they're like, emo- like emojis and they look kind of dumb and it looks kind of dated, like even dated for 2001. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that I, I I would rate it higher if the music and the aesthetics were better. I don't think the music was bad. I like the music. That's why I'm giving it a 5.5. <laughs> so just a tiny step it's up. It's just a tiny step up. I, I can't give it a 6 because then that means it's just as good as Gargoyle's Quest, which I think... Uh, oh, sorry. That's a little bit of a spoiler for, for something. <laughs> My bad. Oh, well. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, anyways, I, I, I can't yeah. give it as good of a rating as some other things that have given it a six. Yeah, um, but I want to only because I played it a lot. Oh, okay, I, I so played you, you played it a, a bunch, lot. and I don't blame you. I mean, it's a like fun Tetris. puzzle game. Yeah, like I played it. Like I, I will eat this game up. Like if I had, it was my go-to like burn time in the doctor's office. Like 
I don't uh, want to get into a game because I don't know when I'm going to have to right. be told to move. So I'm just going to play this game. Like Jazzy and uh, Dr. Mario? Well, I mean, I'm not a savant. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So I, I think uh, that wraps up uh, today's episode, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes. We have a, a new bracket coming up soon. Soon, yeah, pretty soon. Um, and you'll be able to hear. Also, next week would be... Uh, um, uh my god i'm sorry my brain is shutting down uh it's late i get it, it there's an episode coming out next week <laughs> there is what you know is, what? what am i trying shops to say? is absolutely right there oh, is an episode god. next week and look forward to it because this episode is really something <laughs> jerk you're not helping me out no i'm not all right but we'll see y'all next time when, when the legend, legend continues, continues.